0: Welcome to the Imrooted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. It's the end of the year, which if you're like me, when you take a little bit of time between the hustle and bustle of this holiday season and reflect on the past year, and not a reflection of necessarily making new plans and goals like I do with the new year in January, you know, new year, new me, or new year, better me, or whatever you want to call it, but rather a reflection of what all I have accomplished this year, what I'm thankful for, especially with the spirit of Christmas in the air. But there's also the realization of how much doesn't go according to my plans, and I must be completely honest with myself on how I handled those situations. I'll let you in on some personal insights with a little bit of our land. I had big goals for it, big hopes for the transformation of what we could create, but our acquisition, well, let's say was a little atypical from the way one typically acquires a land sale. That being the case, it took a couple years to clear the title and get clean ownership of the land, and even then, it's not really 100% free and clear. Now, what does that mean? Well, there's a few easement rights which have been kept associated with the property. Now, what these easement rights are is another story for another day. But for today's lesson, it fits in perfectly. So, what is today's lesson? What to do when things don't go according to your plans. So back to the longer than I intended background story, these easement rights are broadly defined as recreational use, all right? And in theory, don't really change any of our ultimate plans for the property and our ability to utilize and manage it the way we had intended for timber production and wildlife hunting and viewing purposes. Our goal was to create a periodic income stream from the land And if you know me, you know I believe it is of the utmost importance to create financial consistency and sustainability from the land. But we also deeply desire to have our own little piece of honey land, which we can easily wake up one morning and go walking through the woods to sit in our stand. Or as our kids get a little bit older, to utilize this track to teach about wildlife habitat and ecosystems and bird identification through bird watching and so much more. Just our own little South Georgia heaven to run through. The childhood I pretended to have while I was exploring, quote-unquote, behind our suburban neighborhood drainage ditches that we called creeks because we didn't know any better. So, what went wrong? I don't know if I'm quite ready to share the entire detailed story publicly, you know, yet, but we can summarize that after our logging operation, well, really before, during, and after, it's just been much more of a hassle to operate on the land, to physically actually get the work done. Not that we're doing anything wrong, not that environmentally things have gone wrong, although weather always throws a few curveballs. It's more the vision I had for the possibilities to explore in the next 2-5 to years. Simply, if I'm honest, won't come to fruition. My original options for management plans we have determined simply are probably not worth the hassle. And if I'm honest, it is a bit disappointing to say that out loud. Now, does that mean we're doing nothing out there? Absolutely not. We still believe in intentional management. We believe we can still improve the property. We've just had to readjust our plans, processes, and approach. Sometimes in our own planning and preparation, especially with land, we boil it down to plan A or plan B. And when it comes down to it we're all of a sudden forced to consider plan c which was never really in the mix to begin with so how do we respond do we discount plan c because it just seemed too ridiculous because we're too tunnel focused in that we have to do a or b these are our only options when it comes to accepting new plans you wouldn't have even thought to consider i looked at joseph as my role model which again is perfectly fitting for this Christmas season. So let's take a quick snapshot of his story real quick, okay? We're starting with the beginning of the New Testament in Matthew 1, verses 18 through 20, and then we're gonna be skipping to 24, all right? And it says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah came about. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. So as a recap, Joseph had these plans to marry Mary. Now, say that three times fast, to marry Mary, to marry Mary, to marry Mary. You're probably going to get a lot of tongue twide, twisted, all types of things there. But he had these plans, all right, to marry an honorable and faithful girl from an honorable family. To find out that, whoopsies, she's already pregnant and claiming the baby is from God. I know my first knee-jerk reaction is definitely going to be sure, Mary, if that's what you say. But Joseph himself was also a God-fearing man who we're told was faithful to the law, which essentially gave him the right to leave Mary and also disgrace her or punish her for her clearly, seemingly obvious unfaithfulness to him and her adultery. I mean, there's kind of clear evidence here and he knows it wasn't him. So his options to leave her. There doesn't seem to have ever been even a consideration to stay with her because that was absolutely ridiculous for him to continue to accept such unfaithfulness. But a man of good character still didn't feel right dragging her name through the streets. He simply just wanted out because this is not what he signed up for when they were pledged to one another. And he's pretty much made up his mind, you know, when all of a sudden Plan C appears to him in a dream, which is, in short, she's not lying, and Joseph continues to stay with Mary and raise that Son of God baby as your own. And what does he do? He does just that. He listened to Plan C. Sometimes, especially when it comes to our land, we get placed into a position of seemingly impossible odds. Or perhaps it's just nothing like what we originally thought we signed up and agreed upon to do. Perhaps you never had the intentions to take the lead with your family land. Perhaps it was always supposed to be your husband's responsibility or your sibling's inheritance job. But life happens, and now you're in charge of those decisions. Decisions to keep the land or sell it, decisions to sell the timber or not, responsibilities to pay the property taxes year after year. And perhaps it's taking over the land which is under a conservation easement or other long-term program that you weren't aware of that now has all these restrictions and you feel like your hands are tied with all the possibilities you originally dreamed up of in your mind. But sometimes if we can pay close attention and after discernment to recognize that unintended plans, unintended responsibilities can actually be a beautiful blessing for us in disguise. Maybe you never intended to hold the decision making reins for the family, which has been passed on from generation to generation for the last hundred years. Perhaps you didn't really Pay attention to the T's and I's of that program your parents signed the land up under and now you're stuck working within those parameter guidelines. Perhaps you're feeling a little overwhelmed with the news of your land inheritance and the management responsibility and the property taxes which are now going to be in your name. Maybe you're thinking walking away is just the best decision you can make right now. Well, if we're honest, perhaps it's the only decision you can see as reasonable because you're just too busy, you're just too far, you're not equipped enough you cannot simply make wise decisions and just like Joseph this wasn't what you had originally agreed upon to do so we're not going to make a big deal about it we're just simply going to walk away but walking away might be giving up an amazing chance to lead and steward the next legacy story for our family And I know I literally just spoke about this in episode 34 on how to determine if selling or keeping the land was the right decision for you and how to walk through those decision-making options logically. But for today, I'm shedding light on those thoughts you simply can't shake, on that dream which you gave an urgent pressing to accept those unintended plans, even if it's difficult to understand why because perhaps you're part of a bigger picture. Maybe you're a critical supporting role for your family's legacy story, and you just can't see it yet. So what should you do when things don't go according to plan? Well, the answer is to pray. Pray for guidance, pray for discernment, pray for wisdom on how to move forward. If it's the decision-making role you've been unexpectedly thrust into, Pray for guidance on how to move forward and make those wise decisions. If it's weather, which is throwing curveball after curveball, stopping all of your management plans, pray for discernment on how to move forward again, or whether or not these plans are even still the right decision for you. Then pray for courage and strength to continue taking one step at a time, rather than getting stuck in the chicken or the egg scenario of analysis paralysis. Like Joseph, when we're presented with our answer, we must then wake up and do. Don't push to the wayside what needs to be done simply because it wasn't part of your original thoughts and it may seem a little illogical if we're honest. I know personally I need to get a lot better at this, so this is just as much, honestly, if not more so for me than in my advice to share with you. To be more obedient in the direction God is clearly pushing me into, especially when it doesn't fit into my cookie-cutter box of ideas. The next step for us is to keep relationships with trusted resources and professionals, someone that can further help us to continue walking this path. So many times we feel like we have to do this whole thing alone, and that's not the case, especially when things do go seemingly wrong. Like when Joseph and Mary flee to Egypt because, you know, Harold is killing like every boy under the age of two in that province, and you can read about that in Matthew chapter 2 verses 7 through 18 if you have no idea about this part of the story. But again, Joseph has presented a scenario he didn't necessarily agree to. I mean, sure, he'll raise the son of God like his own, all right, he agreed to that now, but now they have to move countries because of death threats against their son? That definitely makes my land hurdle of not being able to operate my land to the full extent I'd want to because of some legal hurdles and neighbor harassments seem kind of petty in comparison, again, if I'm fully honest with myself. But as I read, Joseph is continually obedient to the relatively abrupt change of plans. So he got up and left for Egypt, Matthew chapter 2, verse 14. Then you know he probably just got settled into Egypt, and they're called to return home by an angel in a dream. Jump over to verse 21, and Joseph again is obedient to move back home. We can't stop our daily lives completely because we're smacked in the face with a challenge, obstacle, or plan that wasn't ours to begin with. But how we handle that change of responsibility, change of direction, is within our control. So this Christmas season, no matter what challenges you have or are currently going through, I pray for you to receive the discernment to clearly see the direction and path which you need to take, and then the courage to be like Joseph and obediently obey, even if it seems illogical, and especially if it seems inconvenient. Because who knows, perhaps you're playing a critical supporting role for a legacy unfolding right beneath your nose. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it online and with friends and family. In this holiday season, I encourage you to continue showing up boldly, growing in your faith and in our confidence as landowners to manage and work our lands. Until next time.